But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Y'all already know I am Zell, and y'all already know we had a little vacay last week. Not an actual vacay, just a vacay from the podcast. Um, If you follow me over on Instagram, I had said that I had an episode last week, but I didn't know if I was going to upload it. And ultimately, obviously, I decided not to. I just felt like it wasn't fun okay because bravo wasn't fun for me the past two weeks um and i felt like i was bitching like the entire fucking time and not the fun type of bitching like i was just like i'm no fuck this i'm over it and so i said you know what why don't i take my own advice and remember i can always say nothing so that's what i did i was like you know we're not going to do one last week and it worked out you know fabulously i think i was on the reality is podcast last week though with Nora and arty i love them i love talking to them they are such a breath of fresh air so if you haven't listened to their podcast one but also my episode with them head on over there take a listen i just love them their takes are so fresh and so 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 good i mean i cannot say enough good things about them um before we dive into the recaps for this week Let me say this. Part of the reason I was kind of so like, ugh, with Bravo last week was just the, in the past few weeks, was just the all around protection of their white stars. So the Ramonas and, you know, the what have yous. And then the icing on the cake for me was, and I did it to myself. Okay, I did not have to listen to this, but I did. I listened to the Call Her Daddy episode with Paige DeSorbo and Hannah from Summer House. And the whole time I was just like, really? At one point, Paige said, where they were talking about cancel culture. And if you don't know Paige DeSorbo, you know that girl is deathly afraid of cancel culture. She is more afraid of being canceled than learning that she should actually not say certain things. <laughs> arguably because homegirl said I mean is Stasi even still canceled and it's just like Paige you're actually not the demographic of people that Stasi's actions and words directly affected so how about you shut the fuck up okay and I didn't want to say that but I'm gonna say it because especially Paige she says so many things that are just like hmm really and she gets away with them because people like me okay love clicking on an outfit link I'm just gonna be honest they love it I've I've clicked on plenty of her links but let me let me put this like this again Paige you're not not the demographic of people that Stasi's actions directly affected Stassi is not canceled. Stassi did not lose her home. She was fired off TV show. However, she still maintained her book deal. Okay, she still had money coming in. She was able to relaunch a podcast, just rebranded around her husband. However, it's very much still her podcast. Okay, marketed off her pregnancy. She's good. All right. She is so good. Let's not act like this woman has suffered. 
she did something really fucked up. And then she said a bunch of things that were really fucked up. I don't think Stassi deserves to live on the street and work at, you know, or be homeless and jobless. I don't. But arguably, you this is a woman, a white woman who had the so much privilege and then turned around and had the privilege to say, well, I have a race coach now. I have somebody to teach me and tell me, you know, how to be more sensitive or, and I have to wonder, is that person just teaching you when and where to fucking say certain things? I don't know. I don't need a race coach. I don't like, (laughs) I've been learning things firsthand my entire life. And then I just also remembered Andy Cohen, and this happened a few months back, saying that he didn't want to watch the latest Woody Allen documentary because he likes Woody Allen movies so much. And the person he was on the podcast with said, don't say that. Okay, that does not sound good. But it's just like, yeah, Andy, you are not a young woman who was taken advantage of. And you never have been a young woman taken advantage of by a father figure. You know what I mean? So it's a privilege for you to block out that Woody Allen did terrible things. Even though I want to, I also wonder how much blocking out is there? We all know what Woody Allen did. We all know what he did. So all I'm going to say is this, when it comes to these Bravo liberties saying, you know, oh, cancel, cancel culture. First of all, them complaining about canceling cancel culture cancels cancel culture. Okay, <laughs> But also, this is an analogy I use often. If I watch somebody kick a person with a nutsack in the nutsack, and then I go to the person who did the kicking and I say, oh, I know you've learned your lesson and I know you're a good person. I know you won't do it again, even though they didn't do it to me and I don't own a nutsack to, to be able to relate to that pain. I look like an asshole because I'm accepting an apology that's not mine. I don't have a nutsack and I didn't get kicked. I don't know what that pain is like. Meanwhile, the person who is directly affected by the nut kicking is over there possibly still in pain. But I'm forgiving the other person. Don't be a fucking asshole. It's so fucking easy to not be. And it's also so easy to just say, I I don't understand what that pain is like. And I will not police somebody else's feelings. Or a whole group of people. But now that I am done with that, I will step off my soapbox and we will get into the recaps of last week. And we'll just go ahead and start off with Vanderpump Rules. Let me say this. I realized last week's episode, I do not really care for the cast, some of the cast members rather, i.e. Lala and Katie, using Sheena's past relationships to weaponizing them rather to talk shit about her relationship with Brock and why she may not be making the best decision because this is a little bit more than uh, what was the guy that hung the tv Rob was it Rob that guy it's a little bit more than that you know what I mean she has a baby with him and we're talking about some serious things and I do find it interesting that like Ariana of all people is just kind of like okay I've asked the questions. Sheena is my friend. I'm choosing to believe her. And we're going to leave it where it is because arguably Ariana has been, you know, one of the people, one of the only people in this cast that is very forefront on her feelings and she stands up for women and what she believes in. Um, 
I think that Lala is on a very, very, very high horse, you know, and (laughs) it's laughable. Sheena even asks her at one point, like, hey, why didn't you say anything about this two years ago when I first started dating him and our friendship was in a better place? And Lala just tries to gaslight her. It's like, no, you don't need to ask me why I didn't ask back then. Your boyfriend hits people. And it's like, Lala, we can absolutely be concerned with Brock's past because it is concerning. There's no denying that. But also, that is a very valid question. Two years ago, when they started dating, you and Sheena were fine. Like, so what happened? You just didn't care because you were so busy running up Stassi and Katie and Kristen's asses. You did not care. And that's okay to say. Say, I overlooked it, but now that I know and I'm made aware, I genuinely care as a friend, Sheena. It's so, do you see how easy that was, Lala? My God. You know what I mean? It's just like, you are just trying to deflect, deflect, deflect. And it's not working. I do think it would be working a little bit better for her if the witches of WeHo were there. But they're not. And I think that, in the words of Noor from Reality Is, Lala is having a private experience. Every time she has these breakdowns and starts crying, when and especially at the dinner at Lisa's house with everybody when they're trying the new cocktails... She goes off on Sheena and calls her dangerous. Sheena's not dangerous at all. Like, what are you talking about? She didn't, you gaslit her more than she gaslit you. Like, you're yelling at her because you're mad. Do I think that Brock should be able to explain himself? I don't know. I really don't know where I fall on this Brock situation, especially since he admitted that he did he was violent against his ex. I, ugh, I I don't know. But I do know that it's not Lala's place to, one, make Sheena's story her storyline, okay? Because <laughs> she has nothing. And two, it's not her place to have this fake concern for Sheena when she just doesn't. When the season started, y'all weren't even concerned, or y'all weren't even talking to one another. And you spent more time being upset with her because of people's perception of you. Like, it's, you're playing a really, really, really dirty game, Lala, especially to be in the position that you're in now in real time. It's just like, what? Another thing that I, well, I didn't have to realize this, but I was just like, mm, Katie needs to get the fuck away from Schwartz. Like, she just needs to, okay? She has been so open and honest in the first few episodes about their fertility journey and everything and, like, valid concerns and even revealing that she had an abortion very early on in their relationship and Schwartz like kind of continues to make a joke about it he was telling his side of the abortion story you know it was he wasn't making jokes however it's just like Katie you were being open and honest here telling a story telling a story that's going to help a lot of young women also I may add and he's just not taking it seriously (laughs) I just can't. I really don't know where Vanderpump Rules goes from here. I really don't. I thought that when the firings happened and then there were was all this buzz about, you know, the new season, we were adding some diversity. Okay, what happened to that? One, but two, we were adding people who actually worked at the restaurant. Like, I am so confused. But if there is one thing that we have learned, especially this year, it's that the Bravo rumor mill is going to tell you a lie. 
It's going to tell you multiple lies and have you wondering what the actual fuck is going on. I mean, this has to be one of the last seasons of Vanderpump. If they don't go ahead and recast like pretty much the entire fucking cast. I mean, keep like the Toms and Katie and Ariana and maybe Charlie and Raquel and James, but like the rest of them, I feel like it's time to move on. And I kind of feel bad saying that. But that's all I have for Vanderpump Rules this week. Let's scurry on and go to Beverly Hills and wrap up this reunion because, gosh, it is aging me. And keeping on brand of where we go from here, that's pretty much where I left Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after this last part of the reunion. Do I think this reunion needed to be four parts? Absolutely not. Especially since we found out last week also that they cut out a whole argument that Erica and Garcelle had. Which is very odd. Um, they showed it, I think, on Watch What Happens Live afterwards. Yeah. But it's like, why didn't you guys leave that in there? I would have much preferred to see that argument than have Andy ask Erica a whole bunch of questions again that she's just going to do her whole rehearsed monologues about. Like, my goodness. My goodness. Why did we need to keep doing that? It was exhausting. Okay. The only reason I personally think that they may have left that Erica Garcelle argument out is because they were are, and I said this on um, the Reality As podcast when I was on there, I do think that Bravo knows that they're under a lot of scrutiny um, on some of these franchises about race. The argument was Garcelle saying that she wishes she would have stepped in but in the dinner party from hell part two episode when Erica was going off on Sutton and you know I think it escalated to pretty much Erica snapped at Garcelle and said you wouldn't sit there and fight for yourself you wouldn't sit there and Garcelle says no I would not have done it like that like I would fight for myself but I would not have gone off on somebody like that and I think that it did raise a, just some of the stuff that Erica was saying, I don't think that conversation had to do with race. However, it would have sparked the audience because I thought it in my mind. I was like, Erica, Garcelle snapping at somebody the way you snap at people would be perceived a whole lot differently. And I think that would have been a conversation amongst the audience. And since we already had that conversation in part one with Lisa Renna and we've been having it all season and Dorit. And that's why I think Bravo left it out because I think Bravo tired of us bringing up race. I think Bravo the one who said it, that we never should have brought race on these shows. <laughs> it wasn't Lisa Rinna, it was Bravo. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But no, um, I think that's why they cut it out. But I don't know. I'm not a producer. I'm not an editor. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to tell us. I also find it weird that they're already filming again and they have maybe brought in another friend of, which is Lisa Rinna's friend. It's like, do y'all not listen to us? But didn't we tell y'all we didn't want to see that lady no more? Okay. I also am very positive that Lisa Renna is going to try and use her daughter as a storyline even more than she already does. Because, is it Amelia? No. What's the other? Delilah went on an Instagram live and said that, you know, she was having some health issues. Pretty much a very bad anxiety attack. Poor girl. Um, and she had just gotten vaccinated and that she thinks that the vaccine jump-started some of her health issues. It wasn't just an anxiety attack. She had some other things um, happen. But 
it was very confusing because she was like, I'm not anti-vax. I just think that the vaccine like triggered some of these things in me. I don't know. It sparked a whole last conversation that I'm not going to even about to get into. But I watched that and I felt bad for her. And then I thought about a few other things and I was like, ooh, girl, your mama finna use this as a storyline. Because in there, she said, I had to call my housekeeper, maybe somebody that works for her. Because she knew her parents wouldn't come and see about her. And I said, oof, you're so angry. No, but I did say oof. I was like, ooh, this is about to get messy. And I don't know if I want to see it. There's something dark about the Hamlins to me. Like there really is. It's not fun anymore. What's also not fun is the Fox Force 5 going into these reunions and rehearsing and making deals about what they're going to talk about and what they're going to say before the reunion airs because we don't actually get any truth. Trust and believe, I think that's what happened here. We watched Kyle and Dorit, but especially Kyle, say so many things behind Erica's back in her confessionals, but it never really got past, I watched you and that hurt. I watched you talk about me in your confessionals and that hurt. That's all Erica did. She didn't go off on anybody, any one of them. She didn't snap on them. Why? Because they already resolved those issues before they got on the stage. I don't know, unless we get an infiltration of the group, that we're going to see anything different. It's exhausting. I want to see the truth, okay? Now, of course, people are speculating that they think Kyle's going to be the one to turn next season and be friends. I, I mean, I don't care what happens as long as we start getting back into the stars of these shows, not trying to be the producers of these shows. Because that's what's happening, especially in Beverly Hills. This was absolutely a better season than they've had in a long, long time. However, by the end of it, I was just like, okay, let's wrap this the fuck up. That's how I felt at the reunion. I don't really need to hear anymore about Erica and Tom and car flipping. I'm I'm done with it. I'm really done with it. I will say it one last time here. I do not think that Tom Girardi came home every night and sat down with a pen and paper and said, look at how many people we scammed today, honey. But I think that Erica had an idea that something was going on. She was blissfully ignorant. She did not ask any questions. And there's... Not anything necessarily super wrong with that. I would have more respect for her if she just said, you know, I got used to a certain lifestyle and I didn't ask any questions. And I obviously should have and we need to right these wrongs. Boom. Done. Okay. Run it by the lawyers and let's get the fuck over it because we're never going to get the truth from this lady. That's obvious. And we'll see if we get the truth from Tom Girardi one day because she swears he's incompetent and the like it's never going to come out. So I don't know. They're already like I said, they're already filming season the next season. They were in Palm Springs, maybe for a store opening for Kyle. And I'm just like, why? How many caftans are we going to sell, Kai? Like, what are we going to do? But nevertheless, that is a wrap on Beverly. This Beverly Hills season. We will see what the next one brings. Now, let's hop on over to Potomac, my girls. 
So this week we got the first part of the Potomac reunion, which is also going to be four parts. Do I think that we need four parts? No. Um, however, from what I understand, they have given Nicki Minaj her entire own segment. So I guess that's why I'm still cannot believe that they're having her on there, but I'm not even going to go down that road. Candace starts off the reunion saying she comes in peace. And you know, I actually believe her. I do believe that Candy Gal came in peace. Okay. I also believe that everyone looks gorgeous. Now, I know, I know we judged the looks when they first came out. But everyone, the pink, how they're seated and how it just all looks visually, they're set. I was like, wow, they look amazing. Giselle, even, she she looks good. She looks good. Okay, I'll give her that. And okay, another thing that I noticed, does it seem like they just have more space in general on their set on Potomac? Like, I felt like on Beverly Hills, they are all back on the same couch, okay, for reunions now, first and foremost. On Beverly Hills, I was like, were y'all running low? Because they're all crammed in with one another. Like, Crystal is literally about to fall off the couch on the Beverly Hills reunion. On Potomac, they're spaced out. They got leg room. One of them could easily, easily prop their leg up if they have to. Hell, Giselle might have to. She still got that boot on. It was long, so I couldn't see what was going on under there. But I was like, oh, okay. The budget. The budget. I will say, Giselle's wig, gotta go. And Mia's new teeth, that's a lot. Okay? That is a lot. Now, I saw something online that said that somebody had said that they felt bad for Mia when they were questioning her about, you know, her being a stripper in her past. And I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't feel great about the questioning for Mia. Like her mouth is a hot mess, like the things that come out of her mouth. She definitely surpassed Candace on being a disaster on Twitter, but... The when watching the women ridicule her about you know being a sex worker and being a stripper, I just was like, "What are we doing here?" It was very uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, Wendy was a little uncomfortable as well. She is being extra with her side commentary. Okay, she just needs to hush. But I think that with Wendy, I think she is so she's got a lot of heat coming off of this. After filming the season in general, her, Giselle, and Robin were never good after the initial arguments. And then watching the season back, I think, dug up a lot of issues that she already had on top of watching or, like, looking at viewers' commentary. So I do think, Wendy, she's she's on fire. But I'm like, girl, Miss Mama, calm down. Okay, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. Now, let me also say this. Giselle is not good at being a housewife. And let listen, 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 before y'all get mad, just listen, okay? When I say she's not good at being a housewife, she's not good at sharing, okay? Giselle might want to look into being a producer, all right? She wants to put everybody else's shit on blast. She talks about any and everybody and everything they have going on. But as soon as you talk shit about her, she cannot take it. She absolutely cannot take it. Okay, she's one of those people that when you tell her something that she does, she just goes, that's not true. And you're just kind of left looking at them like, wow, you really will boldface lie. And just it seems like you believe it. 
Like, Giselle, you, we have footage, okay? We have footage of you denying everything, saying that you never talked about Karen's marriage, you know, saying just all of these things that are not true. Like, you saying that's not true is not true. <laughs> and I just found myself laughing and also going, huh? Okay. Like Andy said, or somebody says, you was people would argue that you don't share as much. And she says, again, that's not true. And Candace says it best. It's not the same vulnerability that the rest of us have, which is true. Okay. She is a Giselle essentially is a really, really private person. And that's fine. But why are you on reality TV? Okay. And like Robin being the good girlfriend that she is, even knows that she's putting up a front and Robin's face says it all. Okay. I don't, and I'm also a little confused about how they edited things because when Robin interjected to have Giselle's back, you could tell that they cut her off mid thought. Like whoever edited that was, look, take a dollar off their pay or something. I'm just kidding. Don't dock their pay. That's not the way, but have a talk with them about that. Okay. Giselle is right. They all deal with things differently. However, when people, i.e. Wendy, don't deal with things the way Giselle thinks she should deal with them, she puts her on blast. She says, maybe you shouldn't be a part of this group. Why, Giselle? Because her reaction wasn't the way you wanted it to be? Like, the whole Giselle segment is a very, very tiny fraction of what Giselle inflicts on other people, okay? Again, it was very, very annoying when Wendy kept interrupting. But, like, ultimately, Giselle needs to go to therapy in, like, real therapy. Not the therapy that she's going to show us on TV. Cameras down, no microphones, no nothing. Because Karen, at one point, is actually giving her compliments. Saying she feels like Giselle was better than that, going back to Jamal. And saying that, you know, I ultimately feel like she's lonely. But Giselle's getting pissed and getting offended by it. Like, girl, what? We all get lonely and we all have a segment where we have to sit here and talk about ourselves. But you can see her getting actively like, I don't want this. I don't want to talk about this. Trying to shut it down. Like, it's so freaking confusing. Okay. I understand her saying that she had to be robotic to get through her divorce because I am a product of divorce so I've seen a lot of the similar actions and divorce is messy and very very hard and it can be worse on a public scale and she has children but it's like again Giselle why are you on a reality show why are you on a reality show if you want to keep every aspect of your life hidden okay now (laughs) she says something that's funny I will say this Jamal owing that amount of money to the IRS is funny. However, she's not married to him anymore. I don't, I know that it dates back for a while, but it's just ironic. Okay. Everything comes back around. Everything comes back around. She says the IRS can't come after me. And even Andy says, yes, they can. It's almost childlike her response. She's like, we're good. No, they can't. No, they can't. It's like, girl, can't you need to listen to Kern, okay? Remember that little shirt you made? While you were at the printing press making t-shirts, Karen's just sitting here trying to tell you, like, just have your lawyers look into it, babes. And you're like, no, I'm good. I bought a house. Girl, have you ever heard of Jackson Brittany? Okay. The IRS will let you rack up some debt, all right? And then they will wake up one day and be like, Oh, remember that money you owe us? We reminded you a bunch of times, now you're going to jail. Okay. Oh, I just, I'm just 
Y'all know how I feel about Giselle. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about Giselle. She just cannot take shit. She snaps out of Scala and I will not have that because she is such a sweet, nice girl. Just laugh when Ascala said that she, because it's no secret, Ascala did get a lot of compliments on her fashion this season. Lord knows I was looking for a link, okay? Hell, I'm looking for a link for Ascala's fashion over Paige DeSorbo's, but we won't go back there. We've moved on now, all right? But you know we think you can't dress. And I guess if you're super confident in it, then go ahead, go ahead on, Miss Ma'am. But okay, we need to talk to Cal about that wig, too. Because something, where's the lace? What's, what's going on? Where's the hairline? Okay. <sighs> now, a part of this reunion that I was extremely triggered at before I even thought I would be triggered. We start talking about Candace's album. And if y'all know me, you already know what the hell I'm about to bring up. Andy cannot help himself but bring up Coffee in Love. And y'all, y'all know how I feel about that song. I despise it I despise it when I hear the auto-tune it makes my skin crawl the she sang about bitter Betty's bitter I I can't I can't even talk about coffee and love and I want us to never bring it up ever again I took a poll on Instagram and if y'all follow me over there you know okay now don't get me wrong I the poll was between what was the worst Bravo song good as gold by Sheena because arguably people hate that song or coffee and love by Ashley Darby I do I bump good as gold absolutely the fuck not (laughs) I know that song's not good but I think people's hate for Shishu makes them hate it worse coffee and love whether you like Ashley Darby or not is a terrible song. <laughs> like, y'all, I did not even intend to talk about this song for this long, but that, it activates me. That song fucking activates me. I cannot, okay? Now, getting back on topic, as far as Chris and Candace and Dot, I fully understand that that was probably really hard for Candace to watch. I don't get why everyone, I said this earlier in the season when it was happening, why didn't you listen to us? Girl, and go against my mama? My mama. If you bought any of their moms up there and said, oh, your mom say this, and then somebody on this stage stage say a completely different story, who are you going to believe? Your mama, okay? Not to say your mama, because we know that's a hot topic on this show. But you're going to believe your mother, all right? All you have to do is talk shit, okay? I really did feel bad for Candace because I did, I mean, I obviously I watched that whole scene with dot but i didn't even think about you know chris's parents she brings up that she says that her in-laws watch the show and it makes things really awkward when she has to go over there and oh my gosh i i really really felt bad because obviously the domino effect that it has on her life she says she cussed her mom out worse than she probably should have chris doesn't feel comfortable being around her mom i was just like oh shit my girl had to have multiple cry angles. I have been such on such a journey with Candace. I just called her my girl. I just called her my girl. Is that my girl? Am I a candy gal? I don't know. Okay. But on the topic of Candace's mouth, I'm not talking of, and I'm not talking about past tweets. Okay. I'm talking about recently. She is not wrong. Okay. They all have foul mouths. 
all of them. Candace is correct when she talks about joning in the black community. That is something that is done. Mia joined her and said low budget and Candace said your mama. I've y'all have heard me preach on this all season. That is a comeback, a very common comeback. Dr. Heavenly has built an entire persona around it and when she does it Andy laughs. Okay? It's just like what is going on? We see that Candace said that she didn't know about Mia's mom. Okay? Now where I will say that Candy was, it was like, girl, girl, girl. No, 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 babes. She said, I joned you and you're, you were ungrateful because I went light on you and I had to hit the brakes. Okay. Candy, you should have said, I joned you and you're mad because you can't keep up. Okay. And I think that's what she meant ultimately. But then she said the ungrateful thing and it kind of, things kind of got lost in the sauce. Okay. It really did. For Andy and everyone to bring up last year is wrong as well because they did a whole last sit down on this show about how no matter what, that shouldn't have happened. So what is it? Did y'all just hate Monique or do you really think that Candace should be clocked? Okay, but I thought you were saying no matter what, we shouldn't conduct ourselves like that. Okay, I can't hear about the butter knife situation anymore. How would you react if you kick somebody out of your home and they continued to come in? All right. I also did not like the exchange between Andy and Candace because I don't think this man has ever yelled at Teresa Judice. And she pushed him. And I just watched a month worth of episodes where Erica bit everybody, including his head off, okay, for little to nothing. And he never, ever spoke through his teeth or got snappy with Erica the way he got snappy with Candace. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Because we're not even talking about orphans and widows here. He wants to say, oh, I wake up to tweets every day saying fire her. You literally wake up to tweets every day with somebody telling you to fire every single person on Bravo. Like every single person. Come on now. You didn't bring up not once on the Beverly Hills reunion, the amount of tweets that you received about Erica. And why not? I would have had a better understanding if he would have said that. Like, I wake up to tweets every day with people telling me that you deserve to be fired because you're showing no remorse to these victims. Okay, Andy, you could have absolutely left that out. I, I, th I tweeted this. Andy needs sensitivity training. He doesn't know how to talk to black women. And that's part of the reason him and Nini are on the outs right now. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. It really is. He does not treat the, the women of color the same as he treats the white women on Bravo. He just doesn't, okay? And I also was shocked on this because we really just let Giselle say, if Mia would have clocked you, I would have been like, okay. And then we moved on. I was like, what, are, what am I watching? What am I watching? You really just said if Mia would have clocked you, you would have been okay. Giselle, you hired security last year after Monique grabbed Candace's hair. So what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh my goodness. Oh, that was just the first part. I, I'm ready for more, okay? But I'm nervous. Something about Potomac, I love it so much, but it does make me nervous. Like, it really does, because I'm like, what's going to happen? And also, obviously, the Potomac fandom, we are a house divided. 
we are always going to be a house divided when it comes to Potomac. But whatever. On that note, let's just go ahead and wrap up this episode. Now I know y'all are probably like, Giselle, you're really not going to talk about Salt Lake City? We finally saw the arrest. You're not going to talk about it? Listen, guys, I don't know if there's something wrong with me. But I was just like, okay, now what next? All right. Now, I will say this about Salt Lake. Mary Cosby has been making me laugh way harder than I ever anticipated. (laughs) That woman is pure entertainment. I want to see her just walk through life every day and just hear her commentary on life. She has made me belly laugh multiple times. And she's the one like saving it for me. And it's not that I'm like team Mary Cosby. Like I don't think when her and Whitney were getting into it, like I was like, Mary is so right. That's not it. I'm just truly, truly entertained by that woman. I really am. And even she, little girl, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, As far as the arrest goes, you know, I was just like, yeah, okay. Um, maybe it's because we saw too many clips of it in the first place over and over that I was just like, I mean, yeah, that's how I thought that this would go. I'm not going to call it bone chilling like a whole bunch of other people on the internet because it just quite frankly did not chill my bones. Um, I feel like I'm numb. I feel like I might be having some trust issues with Salt Lake. I don't know. Next week is supposed to be the episode per Andrew. That is supposed to be apparently one of the best episodes in housewife history that he's ever seen. So maybe, maybe that will be the episode to just push me full force, full force into the Salt Lake Mountains and ready to like ride for them. But as of right now, I'm just still like, okay, I've invested so much time into these other franchises, (laughs) But I didn't feel this way about Potomac at first either. So I just don't know what it is. Um, I am very excited to see the scene, of the full scene of Mary and, uh, I almost said Whitney, Mary and Meredith talking while Meredith's in the bathtub. But again, I don't know if it's because I've seen a lot of this already before the season came on that I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly how I thought that was going to go down. I will say, I will say, watching those women be completely clueless of their surroundings, when they're on the bus and you start to see the police officers walking around and pulling up, I'm like, y'all are just sitting here talking, like, oh, I hope Sharif's okay, like, da-da-da-da-da. Not, you don't see that officer with the bulletproof vest walking around right outside where your producers are walking? Are y'all not aware of your surroundings? I know who's around me at all times. I would have been like, stop that conversation. Y'all see that cop over there? What is he doing? There's a whole bunch of them. Like what? And then I was like, well, maybe it's just because like they thought somebody was getting pulled over. But I'm like, no, we're outside of Heather's business. Let's remember that. We're outside of Beauty Lab. So Heather, y'all see, you see cops walking around outside of your business and you don't wonder something? I'm nosy. Okay. I'm nosy as hell. So if I see anything, I'm low key one of those people that when I see somebody getting pulled over, I'm like, all right, let's make sure everything's all right over here. I'm always looking at what's going on around, but we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully I will be moved. Hopefully my bones will be chilled and I can get on the bandwagon with the rest of y'all. But as of right now, I'm just like, all right, let's see what's next on this. (laughs) I know y'all are probably like, girl, what the fuck? But nevertheless, on that note, we will really really wrap up the episode. 
I just want to let y'all know that I have made a little decision as we move into the holidays that after we wrap up the four parts of the Potomac reunion, this podcast is going to go ahead and end its first season. I was trying to figure out when I was going to end season one and start season two. Um, and I did know that I wanted a little bit of break and I feel like that's the perfect time. I do a lot of traveling around the holidays since my family does not live near me. Um, so, you know, when I was booking flights and working things out, it's going to be a lot for me to get episodes up. Now, I will still be very, very active on the Instagram page. Um, I want to revamp. I want to, you know, figure out how to bring you guys more entertaining content. But with that, I just need to take a break from recording. And I will be back at the beginning of the year and we will have more fun, okay? This absolutely is not a, this podcast is over. I just need to be able to focus on some of the things that I want to do with the podcast and my website moving forward. And I feel like I am, just don't have enough time in the day to do so. So like I said, after we wrap up the Potomac reunion, we will go ahead and end season one of the Who Asked Me podcast. And I cannot believe that. I did not think that I would be doing this for this long. I really didn't, but I love it. So that is going to wrap up this episode. Do not forget to follow me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me podcast. We will chat over there. Have a good day.